Inspiration. Turn up the motivation. You're on the Ziggler Inspire Podcast. Zig Ziggler wants you to be your best. Welcome to Zig Ziglar's Inspire Podcast. This is your host, Blake Lindsay. I am so excited to tell you about Zig's newest book, Born to Win. It takes his 40 plus years of wisdom and condenses it into one easy to read book. It has his signature style of humor and stories to show you how to apply to your own life. His life-changing principles. This is Zig's last book, and it's his best. I hope you will order yours today by going to www.ziggler. That's Z-I-G-L-A-R.com. Today, we'll start this podcast with a scenario between a husband and wife. Now, which scene sounds most familiar to you? Let's turn the volume loud and listen to Zig Ziglar. So let's take a look at what can we do to build those winning relationships? Well, first of all, we need to have a philosophy. Why do we have the trouble? Well, the basic problem is in the last 30 years, we have become, and hooray for me to heck with you. I'm going to do it my way. And if I have to win through intimidation, I'm going to look out for number one and I'm going to do it right now. And I have just described an absolutely miserable human being. You'll never find a happy self-centered person. Psychiatrist Smiley Blanton said 80% of all the counseling he did was because the parents had not taught their children manners. Now, manners is more than how do you hold a knife and fork. It's deportment, it's civility, it's respect for and concern for the other person. And the parent who does not teach and demand, require that their child say please and especially thank you when somebody says something nice about them or does something nice for them is denying their child the building block of gratitude, which is the healthiest of all human emotion. That child will grow up expecting the world to pay him or her the living that he or she feels they deserve. They will grow up as fair-weather friends, meaning simply they're always there when they need you. They expect you to do things for them, and they're absolutely miserable as a result of it. They suffer terribly. You will never see a happy individual who is that self-centered and always wanting people to do things for them. The happy people are the givers. That's what I'm talking about. So let's start with a little scenario. How do you overcome all this? How do you build these relationships? It starts on Friday afternoon in this scenario. Husband's been gone all week long comes to the front porch about six o'clock, heavily laden with luggage and a bulging briefcase, doesn't want to set it down and ring the doorbell, so he kicks the door. He doesn't just kick it, he tries to kick that sucker down. Bang, 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 bang. The wife comes running to the door, opens it and sees him standing there. He doesn't move, he just looks at her and he said, now the reason I'm late is I've been to a meeting. Boy, I'm sure glad I went to that meeting because I learned some things that really bug me. I learned that there's some rights around this house that I have not been getting. As a matter of fact, I have made a list of them. And the first thing me and you're going to do, woman, is we're going to sit down and talk. We're going to go over this list because there's going to be some changes made around here. Well, I can well imagine her responding, well, Buster, I didn't go to a meeting. I didn't need to. (laughs) And I have not written a list out. Didn't need to do that either. I've got them burned indelibly into my mind. You come on in. We are going to talk. I agree with you. There are going to be some changes made around here, and you're not going to like most of them. (laughs) 
Now let your imagination run wild. Don't you know they had an absolutely incredible weekend? Don't you know it was idyllic, loving, romantic? Don't you know that they became so inspired about that wonderful weekend they spent together that they couldn't wait until Monday morning to get out there and change the world, make it a better place to live? Change it just a little. Same person, same scenario. Different attitude, different words. The husband comes to the front porch, laden with the luggage and the bulletin briefcase. Doesn't want to sit it down, so he gently taps the door. His wife comes to it, and he said, Sweetheart, I'm late because I went to a meeting, and I'll be forever grateful that I went to that meeting because I learned some things that really bother me. I've learned that in all probability as a husband, I have not been meeting the needs which you have as my wife. What I want us to do even before I unpack is I want us to talk. I want you to tell me what can I do to become the kind of husband that you thought you were getting and you deserve to have. I can well imagine her responding, well, actually I've been very happy being your wife. From time to time, I've wondered, am I meeting all of your needs? Let's do talk. I'm going to leave it to your imagination. Uh, Which couple do you think will raise the happiest, healthiest, most productive, progressive, good citizens? Which one do you think will have greater contributions to make as individuals to our society? Which one will not only experience happiness but joy in their lives? Doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure that one out, does it? You see, we believe and totally convinced of it, have been for years and years and years, that you can have everything in life you want if you will just help enough other people get what they want. It's our responsibility, folks, to put the other person first. You know, the golden rule is still in force. So many times people ask the questions about our society. Well, why don't they do something? Well, they is you. Now, the grammar might not be good, but the message is. Blanche Brick, Ph.D., said, We demand corporate responsibility for a shoddy product or a polluted beach. However, we refuse to require individuals to accept responsibility for their acts of irresponsible behavior. Perhaps it is easier to legislate and regulate spoiled meat than it is to legislate or regulate spoiled people, whether they are from the west side of Chicago or the president of a savings and loan. I love what Pulitzer Prize winner Barbara Touchman said when she said the number one need in our America today is people who will accept that responsibility. Now, I'm an optimist, as you've heard me say. I believe there's something that each one of us can do regardless of our situation. Uh, uh, I talked about the 300 world-class leaders, but let me tell you about a man I know. His name is Charlie Wiedemeyer. He can only move his mouth and blink his eyes. But he coached his football team to its only state high school championship. John Johnson, the great-grandson of slaves, was shy, insecure, inarticulate, bow-legged, wore homemade clothes, and was subjected to ridicule, but he became one of the wealthiest people in America. He moved from a tin-roofed home in Arkansas City, Arkansas, where he was born, uh, and now he resides on the most beautiful area next door to Bob Hope and another home overlooking Lake Michigan. One of the wealthiest people in America. 
I love the concept that failure is an event and not a person. Can you remember the times that you learned a life lesson? Well, it probably stemmed from making a mistake and learning from that mistake. This week, take a risk and try something new. And remember, if it fails, it doesn't define who you are. It simply gives you a brand new perspective to try to tackle the problem a different way. Until next week, this is Blake Lindsay encouraging you to live your life to the fullest. And don't forget to get your copy of Zig's new book, Born to Win to help you to plan, prepare, and expect to win in your life. Go to Ziggler.com to purchase your book. Until next week, this is Blake Lindsay encouraging you to live your life to the fullest. Ziggler. Ziggler. Inspiring true performance.